1: You know, you didn't answer the phone call I just made to you. I was going to offer you a new warranty on your car. Uh, I'm sorry I missed
2: that one.
3: I sold one to Travis just recently.
0: We've been trying to reach you concerning your car's extended warranty.
1: My understanding is that these phone calls about extending warranties on an automobile might stop at some point in the near future. Is that right?
2: I'm not holding my breath.
3: And so, listen, you've been in front of the war against robocalls, and now the FCC is finally joining you, uh, taking some new steps to stop the ads. They are, but it's a question of whether it's going to work. The FCC announced it's going to block a massive auto-warranty robocall scam campaign.
1: Uh, I think Travis is still going to hold his breath on that one. What do you think, Adam? You think that's going to work?
3: I don't know. You know. You don't know. But what it does is it forces all U.S. voice service providers to take all necessary steps to make sure that robocall traffic doesn't get to our cell phones. If they can't do that, then they have to tell the FCC what steps they're taking to mitigate that traffic.
2: For the last two years, complaints from consumers about those annoying auto warranty robocalls have been the top complaint coming into the FCC. So finally, the Federal Communications Commission acting on this by naming about a dozen or so individuals and companies responsible for many, many of these calls.
1: I am going to just stop those calls one by one. I'm going to sit on a ridge with a pellet gun and I'm going to just knock them off.
3: Bing, 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 bing. I mean, I saw Top Gun too. I don't think you're going to be able to do those. uh... Cyber,
1: cyber pellet gun.
3: Bing. Oh, it's cyber So mm. Oh, that's different. Okay. I
1: yeah, get Yeah, see, I I'm so now that's my new job. I now work for the FCC and I am their sharpshooter. Here's the
2: problem. The FCC also acknowledges that the robo callers with the auto warranty calls have also purchased access to more than half a million phone numbers with over 200 different area codes. And what that means is each time one phone line gets identified as being a spam line, these
1: guys just switch to another one
0: and on and on. And if you're thinking,
1: wackable, so that's exactly these robocall things aren't going to stop they're not going to stop any more than scammers are going to stop you know doing what what our today's guest had happened to her i mean they might if if she had an out and it's an interesting story but it's the same thing
3: Welcome to What The Hack, a show about hackers, scammers, and the people they go after. I'm Adam, Cyber Centurion. I'm Bo, Cyber Lesser
1: Greek, Scamp, or Scallywag.
2: And I'm Travis, Cyber Goat.
3: (laughs) And today we talk with author, podcaster, and tarot card reader, Michelle T, about a scam she found herself in the middle of on Instagram. Let's talk about weight loss. Most of us have been there struggling with the ups and downs. You lose some weight, then it creeps back.
2: But forget those endless cycles of juice cleanses, soup diets, and the latest fad workouts.
1: There's a better way. The Body program pairs a weekly weight loss shot with a real lifestyle change, so you can lose weight and actually keep it off.
3: Need support? Roe's got you covered every step of the way, and guess what? And one hundred and forty-five dollars after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro. Co. Adam.
1: This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a
3: bike with.
1: L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com Is there a tarot card, Michelle, for somebody who sees lethality in everything?
0: Kind of. Yeah, there is. The whole suit of swords is really about our mental processes, and so there's definitely some paranoid cards in there.
1: Okay, Michelle. So then I'd like you to meet Adam,
3: the Prince of Swords. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I've always been terrified of tarot card readings and the like. I never, I don't want to know. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, because I will create a self-fulfilling prophecy clearly
0: really, you know, there's a little bit of a of a, of a uh, misconception about tarot that, you know, I'm going to be able to tell you all of this stuff about the future. And I, I mean, I kind of can, but really what a tarot reading does is just really clarify what's going on right now. It's kind of more like a really good therapy session than it is like sitting down with, you know, um, Madam, whatever her name is from the Haunted Mansion at Disney, you know, with the, the floating, the floating <laughs> bubble head lady.
1: Can I tell you one thing, Michelle? Mm -hmm. Because I think you're the only, maybe one of the few people um, I've talked to in the past few years who will understand what I'm talking about. Now, crystals are often lumped in with tarot card readings. And I used to buy crystals constantly. There was a store near my house and I'd go in and I'd ask the guy, I was like, what's this rock do? And he'd be like, that does this. And I'd be like, okay, I want that. And I was desperately in love with my neighbor and it was unrequited. And so I carried around a stone that represented unconditional love. And it, it actually helped me not date anyone else until she came around, which she did. And we now live together. Um,
0: Stop it. That's no, really great.
1: Totally true story. But th- here's what I think the crystal did. I don't think the crystal gave me unconditional love. I think it reminded me. That I was interested in unconditional love. Mm-hmm. It was a touchstone, literally a yeah. touchstone. Yeah. So, do tarot cards work in a similar way?
0: I mean, they really might. I'm open to any, you know, uh, possibility about how how they happen. Um, mm. I don't know how they happen, honestly. The the what I've really come to think about it is that when two people sit down with that sort of openness to each other's psyches. Um, and to talking honestly and being a little vulnerable and using these really ancient tools that are illustrated that have all these pictures of that kind of, um, you know, illustrate all these very monumental events in a life. Um, I I feel like something kind of magical happens and a communication occurs and you can get really deep with it. And I think even, even the the cards that sort of um, predict like a future energy that's usually an energy you can kind of see coming down the pike already. It's sort of, sometimes it's sort of like, yeah, you keep shaking the table, the milk's going to spill. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like that kind of almost common sense.
3: But you have to be open to it.
0: You do have to be open to it. Yeah. I mean, that's what I've experienced. When I've, when I've tried to read for people who thought, you know, it was just a, all a hunk of hooey and they kind of wanted me to prove something to them. The cards don't really work.
1: No, but that's Michelle. The best part is, Adam just said, you have to be open to it, Travis, <laughs> the man who would literally run screaming from the room if you were to take a tarot card back out. <laughs> well, that's why I say True. you have to be open.
3: If you're terrified, you may not be as open as you should be.
1: You know, I think uh, we have to do a mini card reading right now. Can What do you call it when you do the three cards?
0: Oh, I love a three-card reading. Um, I really love a three-card reading with like a goal. Like if there's something specific to pick I on. I got, I got it. I got it. What is it? What is it?
1: Ready? Yeah. This episode. I can't believe I just did that. We're doomed. And Adam's <laughs> future bliss. Okay. Wait, we well, should only do one. <laughs> we should do one. Adam's future bliss. Ready? Okay. Adam's okay. future Adam, bliss. Adam, you
0: consent to this? You consent to me doing a vibe check on your immediate future I, via the tarot?
3: I, I, listen, the whole concept of future That's bliss good. works for me.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Awesome. What is uh, promoting and/or and, slash uh, blocking your future bliss? Let's okay,
1: see what buddy. we got. Here comes. Wait, he didn't run. He didn't run screaming.
0: You're being very brave. Yeah, Adam. What is your astrological sign? I often like to ask this of people whose cards I'm reading. It's
1: a security question. Is,
0: oh, oh, okay. You don't need to answer it. That's so funny. It is, isn't it? It is. No,
3: I've never question. used that as an answer to anything. So, <laughs> okay, so. good.
0: <laughs> um, your your bliss looks assured. <gasps> I'm here to tell you. Um, you know. Uh, Three card readings uh, present themselves to me in different ways. Sometimes they feel chronological. Sometimes the card in the middle feels a little bit like a centerpiece being flanked by you know, they're, they're, da- they're backup dancers. And so the <laughs> middle card I have for you right here is the Prince of Wands. And he is a happy, happy guy. He is Leo. It is Leo season that we just entered into astrologically. This is a time of like gr- great playfulness, fun, creativity, socializing with people, getting out and about traveling, all these things that I mean, you know, if you're if you're like an agoraphobic inter- introvert, maybe it doesn't bring you much joy but these are things that <laughs> traditionally bring you know humans a lot of joy so if they bring you a lot of joy you should definitely get out there and just sort of take on the mantle of this prince of wands here who is so um you know you just look at him he's just like yeah you know he's
3: riding his chariot that his, even looks like me i mean you know the <laughs> same body type. Well, your whole,
1: and adam your it's whole different. face when she <laughs> said that your bliss is assured and started to tell you about the card your whole face just blissed out
3: oh. Oh, I that's I so nice. And my son is a Leo. So, this oh, is um, so you
0: know what that energy is like that kind of optimistic, magnetic, you know, likes to give attention, likes to get attention. Um, oh, yeah. he, mm-hmm. he's, pa- mm-hmm. he's pulled by the lion here, his chariot. And then on either side, the first card um, you have is this great it's the Two of Wands. I like this deck a lot because it has astrological reads on them too. So it's, it's said to be Mars in Aries. So this is like on fire. This is just like, what do you want? What do you want your bliss to be? You know, what do you think will give you bliss? Like go at it. Like you might have to throw some elbows, you know, to get it, but like, don't be afraid to like shove yourself to the front of the line. You know, Mars is uh, what keeps us going. It's our ambition. It's our motivation. And Aries is very self-focused. So it can be a very selfish card, but usually I see that as a good thing. Those times in our life where We got to look out for number one. We got to go after what we want. No one's going to give it to us on a platter. But if you do put a little, you know, oomph behind it, you're bound to get it. And then your final card here is, you know, I was saying earlier about how the, the swords, the suit of swords are... You know There are the mind, so there are a lot of paranoid cards in there. There's anxious cards. You got one of the few really beautiful cards uh, from the swords. You got the six of swords, which is Mercury and Aquarius. And it's about using the powers of the mind in a fantastic way to plot and plan for your own bliss, to uh, make yourself safe, to, um, you know, this, if you see all the lines on this, it's this yeah. um, card This card is based on a fencer's map of where a fencer can stand and be invulnerable. So it's about using logic to protect yourself and to win, really. But um, so, you know, I, I just see this as like, what do you what do you want? Because, you know, it, especially what kind of playful and fun things and creative things, you know, Leo, do you want? Because you've got the energy to go after it and you've got the smarts and the clarity um, and the analysis to be able to really secure it for yourself.
3: So, Bo, Travis, listen to that. Energy, smarts, mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go.
1: Adam, you're <laughs> essentially, that last card, especially with the, the, with the choreography of the fencer, you are, you, are, you could be a Naigo Montoya. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I'm not well, saying <laughs> you have to avenge your dad at this <laughs> moment, but <laughs> 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 buttercup.
3: So how did you get into tarot?
0: Um, I got into tarot card reading when I was a teenager. I was a, this was the 1980s and I was goth, as were my friends. And we were really attracted to goth music and, you know, black lace widow's weeds and, you know, all things spooky. And New England has such a great spooky history. And we would do little pilgrimages to Salem um, where there are lots of actual witches as it happens and witch boutiques that sold tarot cards and little spell kits and things like that. So I was really attracted To it. I liked that it was so old. Um, I liked that you got so much for your money. (laughs) Like you could, you know, pay, I don't know, $20 or however much they were at the time, and you would get 78 cards and this sort of endless possibility for enrichment, excitement, possibility, um, a way to sort of uh, interact with the great mysteries of life, the unknown, you know. So I, I really loved it. And, you know, my friends also uh, started reading cards, my good friends, and we would read for each other and, and just learned how to do them. And they, they really spoke to me. They made sense in my life. Um, I really loved them aesthetically. Uh, I liked the way that when I picked cards for myself, it, it, it kind of created, it kind of turned the moment into the sort of heightened, almost sacred moment where I was checking in with myself. I, I had a tool that helped me be introspective and think about things. Um, I just, there wasn't anything about it I didn't like. I really loved
3: it. Well, this is great. So it actually, you felt it enriched you.
0: Oh, very much so, yeah. Yeah, and I loved getting readings from my friends and and practicing on them, and yeah.
1: And as a teenager, you know, it sounds to me like the way that you you described it earlier was that it has a therapeutic element to it. Mm -hmm. As a teenager, is that how you and your friends used it, or was it? did it lean more on the Ouija board side of things, or did it lean actually more into uh being a teenager is hard and and disorienting and uh this helps me center myself
0: it was a little of both you know i mean there was definitely a lot of like does that person have a crush on me that i have a crush on picking cards right so which <laughs> people still you know love and romance is still a huge reason why people seek out the tarot uh but i would use it for everything you know if i felt like something stressful was happening at home i would pick cards to see, you know, how is this going to develop or, you know, and, or, you know, what, what did, what could I lean on, um, you know, emotionally, psychically in my world to help me out. So I used it for all of the ways. And I do that, you know, in, in readings with people as well. Like I'll totally pick cards to see, you know, if what the path looks like with this romantic interest, but I also love doing readings where people are exploring, you know, uh, working through different emotional issues that have come up for them. You can really use it, as a predictor and then also as like a deep, you know, almost psychological tool.
2: And uh, how did you uh, get started doing this uh, professionally?
0: Oh gosh, so when I moved to San Francisco in the very early 90s, um, I I didn't really know what I was doing with my life. I just came out of a relationship and sort of ran away to 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 hang out with my best friend who had moved mm-hmm. there and you know i didn't go to college not having a lot of saleable skills and impl- i didn't feel quite that, that employable mm-hmm. so i started reading tarot cards on the street on hate street of all places mm-hmm. for donation of all things which is so ridiculous because people were like here's a rock man and i don't mean like a crystal i mean like a <laughs> pebble from the gutter you know someone's <laughs> like uh, i got a tip for you here's how to get food stamps and i was like great that's actually quite helpful so I was, I, I wasn't sure if it was like okay to charge for what was sort of like a spiritual service. And, you know, I got over that quite quickly, but a woman who owned a little shop that sold incense and candles, and it was not a witchcraft shop. It was more of like a, like a, pre, like a little home, pretty things for your home boutique. Um, but she really liked the idea of having a tarot reader in the shop, um, on the weekends. So she brought me in and then that's how I started.
2: And how does uh, social media kind of uh, factor
0: into this? Well, gosh, I mean, social media is incredible because you get to advertise that you exist and that you offer this thing. Right. You know, prior to that, it was really word of mouth or, um, you know, I would post up sometimes at like a bar or a coffee shop and, and you know, the, maybe the business would alert people through their channels that they had a tarot reader on site during these particular days. But now it's, it's actually really fantastic. Um, most of my... Most of my clientele do not live in the same city as me. They are all um, virtual readings that happen, you know, over Zoom. You know, I actually figured this out years ago. I had um, a friend phone me. It was before, you know, the internet even, many, many years ago. I had a a friend phone me in San Francisco who was back in Massachusetts, and they were desperate for one of my tarot readings. And I was like, well, gosh, I have never given a reading over the phone. I don't know if it will work, but we can try. And... You know, I gave them this reading and they were completely helped by it. And I felt like the cards were very uncanny that were coming up and it just was great. It was it was as, exactly as fulfilling as a reading in person, both for me as the reader and for my friend, the person getting, you know, the information. So I was like, wow, well, whatever this weird thing is, I guess you can do it over the phone.
3: So you mentioned that these readings can now be done online. Obviously, yeah. you've just done one for me online and
0: <laughs> yeah. made my
3: day, week, month, year. And, and that, that kind of sets the stage for today's story. Yes, it does. You know, we talked about uh, social media has influenced your practice, but something happened to you on Instagram recently that brought you to our attention.
1: Now, do you have a big following on Instagram, Michelle? I do at
0: this point. I mean, bigger than I ever thought I'd have. I have like 17,000 followers right now.
1: And do you get business
3: that way?
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, tons of it. Tell us your story
3: because it's a, it's a fascinating story.
0: It's it's it was a larger story than I even realized as it was unfolding right before my eyes and I didn't realize that I would become so involved in it.
3: So here's the deal. I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works. Not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing, and I need to make split-second financial decisions, and that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks, and I trade options, and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You've got to know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It first happened because, you know, I run a, I, I do a, I have a mystical podcast called Your Magic, and I often reach out to other tarot practitioners, you know, witchy people, um, brujas, to see, you know, do you do you want to do something on the show? So there's this one really fantastic um, witch. Her name is Sabrina Scott, and I really admire her. I ha- She has a book called Witch Body that I really like. And I had been thinking, oh, I should ask her to be on the show. And then in my Instagram DMs, I see a little note from Sabrina, and it says... Grand rising, beloved. Spirit has sent me to you. I'm feeling called to read for you. Would you like a reading? My first thought was, whoa, that's very dramatic. I didn't know Sabrina (laughs) spoke in these sort of melodramatic tones. But gosh, I guess I don't know her that well. I mean, I you know, we've... We've communicated on email a few times. I've watched some videos of her. Like on, you know, Vice magazine did a little thing about her. She doesn't seem like the kind of person that that kind of puts on such, uh, dare I say, hokey, hokey, hokey wicken airs about her. But you know, whatever. I don't want to yuck or yum. So I said, oh gosh, you know. And also simultaneously, as I'm thinking that's weird, I'm also thinking, wow, Sabrina Spirit talked to Sabrina about me. That means so many things. That means a Spirit's real. You know, even though I partake in this all the time, I am always still so struck when the uncanny presents itself and and, and seems to sort of like, you know, provide some sort of evidence that like there is something unseen and magical at work. So it was like, Ooh, something unseen and magical is at work. And Sabrina is so cool and powerful and and spirits talking to her about me, like what could be happening in my destiny? You know, it's all this sort of ego, my ego exploded, right. Got very excited. So I got back to her right away and I said, Oh my gosh, I'm so honored. Like, yes, I would love a reading from you. And also, you know, do you want to be on the show? And then it got weird because it wasn't Sabrina I was talking to. They didn't know how to answer me about the show. They just kept kind of the conversation got weirder. The link, lang- that weird language got a l- little weirder. And I, all of my red flags kind of started going up in my spidey sense. And I just shot Sabrina a note that said, we're not actually talking on Instagram right now, are we? And she said, oh Jesus, they got you too. And I learned from her um, that, you know, somebody had cloned her, you know, her, her account and was pretending to be her and was contacting people and asking them if they wanted readings and then hustling money out of them. And I was like, "Oh my god, you know, I felt I felt like I'd really dodged a bullet." And I felt so bad for her and she was also like she was furious. Like I her energy around it like she was pissed and she was also so fatigued at her many followers contacting her and letting her know that this was happening, which I was really like, "Oh, that's so weird. I would think you'd want to know that, you know." So
2: the This wasn't a uh, account takeover. This was a uh, someone just assuming their identity, right?
3: It was a clone.
0: Yes. And I guess what happened and I didn't really notice is that this fake Sabrina account must have followed me and then I must have followed it back in that weird way thinking, oh God, I thought I already followed Sabrina. I guess I don't. Oh, okay. I'll follow back. And then that opens the channels, right? Right.
1: And what they often do is they'll go on the Instagram account and they will actually grab all of the pictures from the real account, yes. post them and, um, buy followers so that when you look at and you say, there's my, there's my friend who's famous and there's 30,000 followers or whatever, you're good to go.
0: Yeah. I mean, they don't have as, they never have as many as the original, which is a, a is a tip off. um, I don't know if this particular scammer is investing that much in, in buying, buying followers. I'm not sure. I know that they do go and follow all of your newest, latest
1: followers. When you followed this fake account, did you know, did you look? No, I didn't look at all.
0: And this was before I even knew about the scam. And now I'm really, whenever I see like, I won't follow anybody back. Like there was a, a practitioner followed me recently and I looked at their account and I thought, oh, this person looks really cool. They're doing really cool stuff with astrology. And then I looked yeah. at their handle and there were all these underscores, right? And I was like, wait a second, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's like a total calling card now of these scammers. They'll take your name or whatever your, your real handle is on Instagram and they'll just throw an underscore in there. They'll throw an extra letter. So those are the things now. And so I, I actually you know, search for this person on Instagram and saw they had another account that actually had far more followers, no underscores, and that's the real person and I followed the real person.
1: But the scams, how much are the readings? I'm curious. How much are the reading?
0: The scammer is trying to get a quick sixty to a hundred dollars off of people immediately through like Venmo or Cash App or something.
3: Well if they would do it for sixty dollars, which you know they're not doing, what what do you do it for?
0: My rate for an hour long reading is two hundred dollars.
3: Oh so it's a quite a difference.
0: Yeah, it's a, it is a difference.
3: All right, so so Michelle, tell us how you got scammed. I
0: started getting messages um, from strangers, uh, people saying, "Hey, is this you?" Uh, screenshots of an account that was not my. Mi- it looked like mine. Maybe it was like a little dated. It didn't have like the most recent photos. It it had a different name. But it was me, it was my pictures, it was pictures of like my child, which I don't put, put a lot of him on, uh, but I do every now and then. Pictures of my husband, you know, um, I just have one account it's sort of for everything. Um, and I, I was like, that's not me. I would never troll people for tarot readings. I would never, you know, DM somebody and be like, hey, you want a tarot reading? Like, that's not how anybody in this industry works, you know? So I was like, no, you know, please block them or report them. And I learned that, you know, pretty quickly that they were blocking me. So I could never, you know, I could never find these accounts myself and do anything about them. Um, So, you know, it it started as a trickle and then it became, oh my gosh, maybe there was like every every time, you know, one maybe got taken down, two more would pop up. There were multiple people pretending to be me um, and just tons and tons of messages coming in. And I really understood what Sabrina Scott was talking about when about how fatigued she was and frustrated by just having to answer the, these messages. Cause you do, because these are people who are being kind, right. And they're trying to help you. And, you know, even though I do charge for my services, of course, there is a sense of real community around me and the people who I read for, um, and other tarot readers and the people they read for. It's like, you know, I knew that these folks were just trying to look out for me and I didn't want to blow them off. But it w- so I was always like, yes, thank you. I know that this is happening. No I, I, no, I don't know what to do about it. No, I can't phone call Instagram on the phone. Please just block them. Please report them. Please tell your friends this is happening. No tarot reader will ever ask you for a reading. And it, you know, it, it became a new project that I had. You know, I would be spending like an hour or a day at least. For at the peak, wow. you know, responding to these.
3: Well, yeah, because I I was reading one story about your situation where it talked about the fact that your husband said, "Yeah, I'm I'm talking to you right now," <laughs> well, <laughs> except I know it's not you. Yeah.
0: One evening, um, me and my husband were sitting in bed, just like on our phones, be- you know, before we went to sleep, and uh, and he was chuckling, and I was like, "Oh, you know, you got a good meme over there. What's going on?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm just talking to you on Instagram, I'm messaging with you." With awesome. you, I was like, awesome. "Oh my god. Like, god!" And now he. That's so good. It was really funny. And he is very funny. And he's very, he has a very macabre sense of humor. So he was really trying to bait the scammer being like, I do need help. I've done very bad things. Very bad things. Can you help me? I'll tell you everything. And she's like, sure, sure, sure. 60 bucks, 60 bucks. Here's the, you know, here's the cash app uh, address. And then I start just searching these addresses on the internet, seeing if I can find anything. I end up giving like $25 to Spokeo to try to find, you know, the, you know, those sites that, you know, that they you pay them $25 and they try to they give you info, information about people and i got nothing except a weird pinterest board um, so finally i was like okay you know this isn't going anywhere let, just give, give me the phone let me talk to them and so i was like hi i'm the person that you're pretending to be Um, you know, I, I had communicated a little bit with them in the past, um, when they contacted me as people as others. And I would just be like, I know you're not this person. Why are you doing this? Like why you could put all this energy into actually learning tarot, doing readings. You're clearly drawn to this. Like others would help you. Like you could have a career, you know, if you put this much energy into being legitimate instead of just trying to rip people off, but you know, then they would just block me. Um, that was me at my most generous. Other times I would just be like, go to hell you you dirty, rotten scammer, you know, and, and then delete and then delete them. <laughs> but this time I, I, you know, I interacted with them again and I said, I do a, a podcast about you know, tarot and things like that. And we're actually doing an episode about you and I would love to have you on it. You know, would you? Yes, yeah,
3: as we're doing it. About yeah, you, you know, you're kind well of. The, you. the,
1: they never say yes, though. Yeah. Could they no. say yes, they, they did didn't. not
0: say yes. You know, first they were like, oh, you're just trying to set me up. And I'm like, I'm really not like anything you want to do to protect yourself. Keep your camera off. Like, you know, I I, I don't I don't even care. I'm not even going to yell at you. I just want to know where you're coming from, why right. you're doing it, how right. you got and inv- how you got involved in it. And then they were like, you have a lot more power than me, which totally got at my little like anti-capitalist punk rock heart. Cause I'm just like, I'm not averse to knowing that sometimes people are in a bad situation and they feel desperate and think that their only, only out is to do a scam. You know, I mean, I, I have way too much um, compassion and sympathy for the folks that are being taken advantage of in this way. You know, these are people who are sharing real pain with the scammer like things they're going through and this person is just totally exploiting that and stealing money from them so I'm, it's not like i i think that it's fine that they're doing this but i also just understand you know that people find themselves in really dumb situations and make dumb choices so i was open to like hearing where this person was coming from but then they were like i'll do it for 60 dollars," and i was like no you won't you'll take that 60 dollars, and i'll never <laughs> hear from you again
1: all right so if you're listening and you're interested in following michelle you can follow her on instagram at michelle tease and that's t-e-a-z that's her handle um and when you go and look her up you're going to see that she's verified and you may not know this but um it's not that easy to get verified as a tarot reader anyone doing sort of what's seen as a cult or spiritual work Am I right?
0: Yeah, you're very right. Um, you know, when I started investigating this and speaking to Sabrina and I spoke to other folks, Sarah Potter, Marcella Kroll, people who have been, um, who are really prominent and really respected in this tarot space. And they've they've been getting massively scammed. Um, and they've all tried to get, um, verified by Instagram and they all have like high profile friends. Like they've, you know, they've been like, Marcella has been on like busy Phillips podcast. Like they're you know, they're not in the shadows, you know, like, you know, Sarah is the, uh, you know, the resident astrologer, tarot person for Cosmo magazine. Um, You know, Sabrina has, these are all people been profiled by like Vice. They have all this wonderful press to back them up. And they've had even, you know, friends of them, of theirs who are very high profile, try to help and nothing has worked. What worked for me um, I believe is that I I am a tarot reader and I do have this mystical podcast, but I'm also an author. I've written over a dozen books for adults, kids, young adults. Um, oh,
1: so they were like, oh, we can verify yeah, the author, yeah. Michelle. I'm a Guggenheim <laughs> winner. The- you
0: know, they're like, oh, she's won a Guggenheim. She's won a PEN American award. You know, so it's like, and I had, I have a publisher who's at heart right now. I have a book coming out next week on Harper Collins. So I had my Harper Collins public publicist. Do it for me, you know, and so it, it was a really privileged experience. Much, much different from somebody who is essentially self-employed, um, you know, and their their whole world, their whole what they're focusing all of their study and all of their income generation on is tarot. It's a lot harder.
3: Would you say getting verified really was a, a tactic to help you fight these cloned accounts? And and were you verified? Before these incidents, or after or during,
0: I was verified sort of during these. so th- these have this has been going on for about six months. So I have a friend who works in the music industry, and she she shared with me her contact at Meta. and I passed it to my publicist. and I thought maybe if it's coming from somebody who seems really official, and I think it really did do the trick. so i'm I am trying to help my other friends, some of my other friends get verified by. You know, telling them to lean on you know whoever publishes their tarot cards, like somebody who seems like they're in an official capacity that they have already vetted you and know that you are legit. And then you know, yeah,
1: agents and yeah, stuff. Right? Yeah, exactly. The same in my friends who you know they'll have their agency yes. do it or something yeah. like that. But it
0: does make a yep. really big difference. Um I saw my th- those you know the way I can tell if there's uh, scam accounts for me is that I get all of those messages from everybody telling me right from friends and also from people who, you know, I, I don't follow, but they come into my, my, my DM box. Um, and suddenly they stopped, they just stopped and it was awesome. And then they, they've trickled in a little bit. I've gotten a couple lately. So I guess getting verified is not foolproof. There's still another person out there, but I think that for me, it seems way less like, like really it, it does make a big difference. And now I can say to people, um, like on my shows and stuff, like, if you follow me, I'm verified it's really easy. Like, it's a very easy thing to say, like, follow the verified account. to the only account. Boom, we're done. You know?
3: So did you find that scammers are really zeroing in on tarot readers and,
0: hundred uh... percent. Yeah. And psychics, people who are doing psych, you know, people who are psychic mediums, I'm not a psychic medium. I don't offer that. People who do offer that are also getting scammed. Um, you know, just things where this is really funny though. Somebody um, had I had post I, I I was before I was verified and I should I should continue to do this, but I was really doing it before I was verified. I was putting um, just alerts up on my on my account all the time, just saying don't get scammed. You know, I will never ask you for reading. No legitimate, you know, reader will, blah, blah, blah. And people would comment and go, oh, my God, you know, that person, you know, I almost got scammed or I did get scammed. And then one person says, I feel really bad. The scammer
3: gave me a great tarot reading. (laughs) (laughs) Which really meant they told you what you wanted it to hear. Could have been that, you know? That's who so knows? It is so
0: messed up, right? It's so funny. I was like, well, that's good, you know. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I as somebody who I, I've definitely gone, I, I've paid money to you know people um, offering these types of intuitive services and walked away feeling like that person does not have the talent they think they have. You know, do are they are they scamming people? Are they are they totally faking it, or do they believe that they have? Some sort of um instinct that that I you know they didn't have for me. Who knows? You know, I also went on purpose before, you know, before the these scams were on the internet, they were in those little storefront psychics huts that you see, you know, in most cities. And I knew that those places weren't really legitimate, but I really was curious as to like how they operated. So I went to one once in New York City, and I paid five dollars to have this lady tell me, "Oh, a spell has been cast upon you. It's very bad." And you know, it was, it, it, and it, I see I see your photo and there's powders on it and you're you're being cursed and you need to rent this stone from me. If you rent this stone, um, you know, it will break the curse. And I, you know, obviously that's t- all just a bunch of hogwash. So I was like, no, I'm cool, thanks. But I was like, oh, that's interesting. So renting it, right? So then I would have to keep coming back, and then she could kind of keep me on the hook for more money. And, you know, I know from one of my clients who sadly got scammed by this person that sh- that the, 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 they were doing that to him you know they gave him a reading. Um, and then they were like, oh, things are very bad for you. You know, they scare people. And, and you know, af- after they'd given him, a- after my client had given the scammer $60 to be told that their life was terrible, <laughs> which, which is so sad. And, and, you know, most people have something going on at some point. So, you know, you can get kind of alarmed and anxious. And he did. And then the scammer was like, oh, well, now, you know, you really need this potion. Now this potion will take care of it for you. You know, give me another $100 right now. So they're doing the same thing of trying to keep people like on the hook. I love the potion concept. I know. know? Right. And like, I would never do that. I would never be like, Oh, here's your, here's what I see your situation to be. Let me fix it for you for another hundred dollars. I mean, it's like, no, it's, I'd be like, why don't you go to therapy or a 12 step program? (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, and like, sure. Do a ritual, do, do, do these things, you know, if they feel compelling and helpful to you, but yeah.
3: So you have a podcast, Mm -hmm. you have patron. Yeah. You give readings over zoom. Mm -hmm. We know you're on Instagram. Yeah. As more and more of your practice moves online, do you feel this experience has impacted how you think about security and hacks?
0: Yeah, it definitely does. It really, it, it really has impacted. I'm a lot more um, suspicious um, of of my online interactions, and I can I can be somebody who's like I'm not a very paranoid person. I can be, you know, maybe even careless. I had a client contact me, and they were from another country. And they didn't have, you know, they, they, they didn't have the, the ways that I accept payment. They, they don't have those platforms available to them, they said and they were going to have to use a friend's platform to pay me and this and that. And I just, all, I was like, all my hackles went up and I just was like, no, 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 no. You know, like, and even though I'm like, well, wait, how could this hurt me? Like, even if this, you know, what's the scam? Like, if this is a scam, what is it? And I, I didn't, I didn't even know, but like, I don't necessarily think I'm smarter than a scammer, you know, like, especially when it comes to like tech, it's not my forte. Like, I don't, I don't.
1: No, but you kind of, but you kind of are smarter than a scammer, Adam. Most scammers are like, they're they're. I think of them as like you know bad dogs. They're like the dog that knows you're going to drop some food, and they're really hyper vigilant, waiting for you to do it. But they're not necessarily
3: bright. Well, is it possible? Is it possible the pitch they made to you was that? We don't really have the platforms to pay, but we can find a way to wire you money if you could give us your bank account. Like
0: I was almost waiting for it to go there. Yeah, like it just—I mean—and as it turned out, you know, I looked at this person and they were a writer, a writer, and they did have a Twitter account. But I thought it should—I thought there should be more followers. But then, like, people think that about me. (laughs) Like I'm just not really on Twitter. Like as it turned out, this person was totally legit, and it was really sweet to meet her and to read for her. And you know, I almost just kind of blew it off in this very, very paranoid, uh, moment, which, you know, I understand why I was feeling like that, but yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely, you know, and you know, I, I think I actually just got scammed recently. <laughs> I think I might've gotten oh? scammed. There was a woman who was like posting stuff up. She was like, Oh, I'm from, I'm a tarot reader from the Ukraine. And yeah, you know, like, I'm a single mom. And like, you know, these readings are, you know, all I got going on right now. And I was like, Oh damn the Ukraine, you know? And I posted it and I'm like, I'll, you know, I'll have a reading from you. And I totally sent her $50. Um, and I just never saw that reading. But, you know, is it a scam or is it, it like this happen, woman's living in a yeah. war zone? And maybe she had hoped to, she had said, I'll give you your reading in two days. Um, which is not how I work, but, you know, who knows how people work, right? Maybe.
1: But, you know, you can also say, like, for those kind of things in this world nowadays, maybe that's your, that is your pocket money for Okay. It might be a scam. It might not be a scam. Maybe it's not, but that is like, I I sometimes will do something even though I suspect it's not real, uh, because I really want that hilarious t-shirt or something like that. And then, and you know, and if it doesn't show up, okay,
0: totally. I'm like, okay, I'll take a, I'm taking a chance. It was different than the normal scammers. Like I, I looked and it was a real account. um, you know, this wasn't some sort of glamorous account that would be worthwhile for anybody to take over. It was this woman, woman in the Ukraine, um, who had a very, very small practice, but was just trying to get the word out. I'd rather get scammed right now and err on the side of like helping somebody, right, and believing in somebody because the risk for this is is that you do get totally shut down, and then you're, you know, you're never gonna lend a hand or take part, you know, take part in. I don't know the world around you. Right. Um, and, 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 you know, as somebody who's interested in tarot and tarot community that that world is happening on Instagram. So I was like, okay, $50 is a little, uh, you know, uh, every dollar counts, but $50. Okay. Whatever. It, it went somewhere. I hope they, I hope they needed it wherever it went.
3: Well, all right. Well, some major thank yous to you. First, thank you for making my day, my month, my year. My pleasure. Uh, with a very, with a positive reading. Uh, also, thanks a lot for sharing your story because it's it's, a, it's an interesting story. And it's something that, as you've said, is happening to a lot of your fellow tarot readers. And it's a good reminder, frankly, for all of us to be aware, double and triple check, because a scam and hack, it can happen to anybody and every day it does happen to anybody and in many cases to everybody so if our listeners want to know more about you and i know that beau gave this away earlier in the in the podcast but if they want to know more about you or your work uh where can they go to find out more
0: um you can go to instagram <laughs> in spite of it all i'm at michelle T's, uh t-e-a-z uh and i am verified so there should only be one account with the blue check next to it and uh, yeah, I have a, you know, michelletc.com. I have a website that has more about my books on it. Yeah, I'd say those two places are the best. I am on Facebook and Twitter, but not that much.
1: Also, Michelle, you have a book coming out very soon called, what is it, Knocking Myself Up?
0: Yes, it's called Knocking Myself Up, a memoir of my infertility. And it's about when I was 40 um, and did not have a partner uh, or health insurance, I decided to try to get pregnant. And I did have friends and I did have a lovely drag queen who said he would share her sperm with me. And, uh, and it's just a book about everything that happened after I made that decision.
1: Okay. It sounds awesome. Um, thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. (laughs) Thanks all you guys. This was really fun.
1: Thank you. So that was fascinating and i i guess i probably i you know me i like to break try to break my arm patting myself on the back i don't think i would fall for that scam because i do think i would look to see like she's cool she does tarot probably some of my friends follow her yada yada yada, right but like it, it's an age-old scam again, Adam. It's the same old thing. It's relying on speed and people not doing their homework.
3: Totally. It's you know once again impulse,
1: mm-hmm.
3: urgency. Yeah. And I want it now. Instant gratification.
1: Like there's a new stock I've been meaning to tell you about,
3: and if you no send me, no more stocks. I don't want to hear stocks anymore from you. Fifty dollars. It's just going to cost you fifty bucks. You like well there there is a very well known investment site where they start with, This five dollar stock is gonna be the next Amazon and just give us your email address, which you do. Yeah, and then it's like a 35-minute presentation. By the time you get to the end, you don't even care what it is anymore. <laughs>
1: that's too funny. Oh, that is, I know those, I do know those ones, and they're like 20 minutes later, they're like, because you know, and then you buy it, they think you're gonna buy it because I've just spent 20 minutes listening to this crap.
3: <laughs> Th- that's true, and in, in some cases, you do buy it, and then you really regret the fact that you did. Just like yeah. my mother used to say when she would go to a movie, After the coming attractions were done, they took so long, she forgot the movie she'd gone to see in the first place.
2: It it sounds a little bit like a uh, timeshare.
3: Huh? How so?
2: Oh, just the, uh, you know, they will give you like a intro, then a whole spiel, and then you end up finding out like about 45 minutes in, like,
1: oh, that's what this is about. Oh, that one. Yeah, no, But like, what about if someone calls you up and goes, Travis, I have found the perfect purveyor of beautifully marbled ribeye in portland i will tell you where to get it for ten dollars i would hang up (laughs) you don't you thought about it though (laughs) he did he thought about it he was like yeah Hmm, (laughs) Um,
2: Yeah, that i i don't uh i don't answer uh, my phone for that reason
1: because so. it's always someone trying to sell you some Wagyu Yeah, like nine, time,
2: nine times out of ten.
3: <laughs> oh, no, I thought I'm, I thought I'm the, the other one that you don't answer the phone for, which is not again. He's not going to ask me tech stuff again. <laughs> Leave me
1: alone. But Adam, speaking of tech stuff and being paranoid, we have a new thing here at What The Hack.
3: Yes, we do. And for those people who remembered the good old days when you would go to a restaurant and they would say, would you like to take something home? You would say yes, and they would give it to you in a tinfoil swan. It's sort of like The Takeaway. And this new segment is the tinfoil swan.
1: And it's tinfoil because we actually wear tinfoil
3: hats. Travis and I, we are, but you're not.
1: I have. I got a tinfoil hat that has hair implants on it, so it looks like it's my hair, but it's actually a hat. Oh. I can sell like you that. one for 60 bucks, I can tell you where to get one.
3: <laughs> that is a very familiar number. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, this is the Tinfoil Swan.
1: Travis, this week on AdamLevin.com, you wrote an article. What was it called? Oh, yeah. Who's selling your email address? Here's how to find out.
2: Yeah. If you ever get an email from a um, like mailing list or a company that you did not sign up for, there's a way to find out who did it, who shared it, and how to stop it.
3: Anytime you enter your email address anywhere online, that website can infinitely share it with anyone else.
1: So our email addresses are a commodity, and it's not uncommon for a website to sell your email address to another company to make extra money.
3: Let's say you buy a basketball from an online retailer, my son being a basketball fanatic. They could sell your email to a local basketball arena so they can email you marketing messages about tickets to the game.
2: Some companies and organizations do this a lot more than others, but if you want to find out who is actually sharing your email address, there's something that you do, which is a really easy hack just called Plus Addressing. What's that? Well, a lot of the uh, really big email providers like Gmail and Outlook allow you to add a uh, plus sign in any suffix after your username. So if you uh, say that your email address is example at gmail.com, my apologies if that's actually someone's uh, email address, you can instead enter in something like example plus chainsaw or example plus basketball at gmail.com. So when you start getting a bunch of unsolicited spam email and uh, someone's trying to like sell you something or hit you up for a donation or what have you, if the email is actually addressed to example plus chainsaw at gmail.com, you know that it was the hardware store you bought your chainsaw from that is uh, sharing your email address.
1: So I have to stop buying my chainsaw from wherever this place is that's selling my information?
2: I mean, you can, but they still have your email address. Um, But what you can do through your email client is just set up a filter. So if you get anything from uh, address to plus chainsaw, you can just send that directly to the trash or uh, directly to your spam folder.
1: Yeah, it's a good tip to help keep your inbox free of junk, but it's not foolproof.
3: Because for every tip, there's some guy that figured out a way around it.
2: So if you have any questions for us, just feel free to uh, shoot us an email or fill out the contact form on adamlevin.com. And we'll cover it in the next Tin foil Swan. Otherwise, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your audio.
1: What the Hack with Adam Levin is a production of Loud Tree Media.
3: It's produced by Andrew Stephen, the man with two first names.
1: You can find us online at loudtreemedia.com
2: and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Adam K. Levin.